This is the art of charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. The art of charm is where ordinary guys become extraordinary men. Welcome to the Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. Now, this show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some free ebooks and drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you wanna know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to The Art of Charm Toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, including some episodes on breakups and relationship management. That's where all the basics are, so get a handle on that first. We've got boot camps running every single month here in Hollywood, California. Details on those at theartofcharm.com. Looking forward to meeting all you guys here at AOC. All right, guys, today we're gonna talk about Tinder. If you haven't heard of it, you're probably born under a rock and don't have one of them smartphones. Uh, it's a dating app that I hate using cliches, but I will. Taking the world by storm because everybody freaking has it. Basically, you swipe right. If you like the girl, you swipe left. If you don't, it's like, window shopping for women and it's just like it's unbelievable it's a phenomenon because you really are getting to the root of it for guys especially which is would you or would you not right based on profile picture you can tap for more details nobody really ever does and a lot of guys ask us questions since this is so popular about how to maximize it how to get matches how to make the dates work etc so we've got justin jensen from the art of charm and byron a graduate of the art of charm program not a coach but these guys together have dominated Tinder, created a system. We even have an ebook for you guys that's going to be free at theartofcharm.com slash Tinder. That is all about the strategies that we're going to talk and goes into detail about mastery and how to get this really rocking and rolling for you. So guys, welcome to the show, first of all. Yo, hey, what's up? glad to be on here again. We're, now you guys have come up with a, a pretty sweet system and Byron's just taken off with this stuff, figured out all kinds of really neat strategies. And I know Justin has been back and forth on and off Tinder, if you will, on and off the Tinder wagon. Yeah, you get some crazies and you kind of take a break for a while and then, you, and then you get back on again. Yeah, of course. So let's talk about what it is and why it's actually important as opposed to just like a ridiculous, ridiculous app. Well, it's important because when you think about dating in general, when you go out, you're going out at a certain time on a certain day at a certain place. And so it really limits your number of opportunities or women that you can meet. So Tinder is, is a good app because you can meet people that you otherwise might have missed if you hadn't been on the app because they weren't at the same venue or out at the same time that you are. So you can meet a lot of people that yeah, you would otherwise miss. Okay. And so it's essentially an extension to your your dating life and your what we call the social sales funnel, if you guys want to give like a brief overview of that, one, it's easy to use, but is it easy to set up and start landing dates or is it just kind of a tease? What's the deal? Yeah, social sales funnel uh, is essentially borrowed from sales or, or business. It's an idea where you have your social life start working for you. So at the top of your quote unquote funnel, you have where you go out and get your leads. 
So an example of going out and getting leads could be going to like your favorite bar, your favorite club, things like that. So online dating is an extension to that to get more leads. At the bottom of your sales funnel, you'll have a thing uh, like a regular event that you go to. Some Sometimes it's a pool party, sometimes it's a house party, sometimes it's going out to a music event. Uh, there's different forms of what would be at the bottom of your sales funnel, but essentially it's a regular event that you like to do that incorporates people like your friends or potential dates uh, that you'd bring them around to. So that's kind of the basic summary of a social sales funnel. And that's online dating or like Tinder is a great extension to that because you can meet a lot of opportunities, invite them out, things like that. Excellent. And so how did you, Byron, start using this to start setting up and landing dates right after your program? Well, I was just fresh out of the program and Justin had actually introduced me to Tinder. I'd never heard of it before. And so uh, I signed up and I just, it was a horrible profile. I had just started, you know, I just started swiping. Uh, I had some girls with me. We're all kind of making it into a game. And then all of a sudden I started getting matches and it kind of just, we, we had spent so much time on it that I had more matches that I can handle, you know, and with just a super shitty profile. That's a high quality problem. So you had a terrible profile and you were getting so many matches that you couldn't keep up with them, which is like the opposite problem that I think most people have with Tinder. Not that I think that we get written about with Tinder is I match everyone and no one matches me. And when they do, they don't answer. I was pretty surprised. You know, when I first started, I'm a teacher. So I had my summer vacation. I had nothing to do. And I set up 12 dates in eight days. That was like my first Tinder experience. It was just ridiculous, you know, because there's just so many girls on here it's easy, you know, you just got to find them and swipe them. Yeah, this is not sponsored by Tinder, by the way, just in case anybody's wondering. If, <laughs> like, is it really so easy? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it really that quick and painless? Tell us more. Yeah, it sounds almost like infomercially, but I, I know you guys are huge fans. And it's funny because you guys are always talking about how awesome it is. And everybody else I know is always like, Tinder's such a bullshit tease. Nothing ever comes out of it. So I was like, okay, we need to fix this problem here and do a show about it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of negative mindsets, too, which I think kind of goes into that, which is something we talk about later. But yeah, having a negative mindset about online dating is pretty much going to get you those results. You know, you're not going to really get very far because you're not going to teach it like, you know, like a science experiment or like a social science experiment. Sure. And it seems like it's a lot less involved than traditional dating sites, which has to be a part of its popularity. For example, if I'm a dude and I wanted to go do online dating, I have to like log into Match or OkCupid, sign up for a membership, fill out the profile, answer the questions, upload my photos, and it's like, uh, I don't feel like doing this even when I did have time for it. But with Tinder, you kind of download an app. It it uses your Facebook profile picture unless you want to use a different one, which has that option, and you just take one from you on the phone or you take one on the spot, and you're Tindering right then. I mean, I think you have to enter your age and like it already knows where you're located generally. And you're good. That's the end of Not it. Not to go like too infomercially, but it literally takes like minutes a day. Like I'll just have a couple extra minutes and I'll go on there and swipe, 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 you know, and then that's it. I mean, you get a date. Uh, I don't know about you, man. I would spend like half an hour on there just like messaging, half- swiping. <laughs> it was oh. time consuming. In a really awesome look way. At them. <laughs> way better than way better than Facebook. So if you do this right, this type of access to women is like why Al-Qaeda hates America, right? Because it's just like, <laughs> um, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. Oh, match. All right, cool. What's up, girl? You know, instantaneous instantaneous access. And so you say yes about her. She says yes about your picture. And then, boom, you're instantly text messaging through the app when you both match each other. 
Yeah, I, I should look into this, but I believe it also has a video like Snapchat messaging available now, too. Oh, snap. All right, so they've evolved. Yeah, it does pictures now. That's, like, been in, like, couple weeks they just introduced that wow so how much i mean i wonder what the penis count is on the whole network wide they were like oh now you can send a picture and it's like 10 million dicks just went through the internet the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that guys need to understand is that tinder is a largely like picture-based dating app so you don't even really need to have like a big in-depth profile of course there's tricks and things that you can use to uh, enhance your profile but largely it's based off of pictures and so that's where guys want to focus on is separating themselves out through their pictures so that they stand out from the crowd. And I think a lot of guys get frustrated because, well, their pictures are just kind of boring. There's nothing out there to draw any interest or curiosity from her part. Ah, interesting. So it's just like me smiling in front of a car and it's like, eh, next, right? It's all the same. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys are doing the same thing. So just like we would use banter or something to set ourselves apart from other guys at a bar, we would use sort of banter-esque pictures or banter with our pictures so that we separate ourselves out from the pack. What what do you suggest? There's things that you can do like <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but you can do like photoshopping of your pictures. There's been some articles circulating about guys being successful with that. And I'm not talking like doctoring up your pictures like a supermodel, although I guess that could work, but more of like something really funny or ridiculous. I remember my favorite my favorite profile Tinder picture when a guy asked me to rate his it was him walking away. Uh, it was a picture of him and there's a baby photoshopped in his arm, and he was holding a teddy bear, and he's walking away from a burning house. And it was just like the most <laughs> epic, it was like the most epic, like, thing I've seen, you know, on Tinder, at least in terms of what guys are doing. I just thought that was, like, pretty right. funny. And it it's like, like bad Photoshop, right? It's like the teddy bear is white, yeah. This was, like, really bad Photoshop. On purpose, yeah. On purpose, yeah. It wasn't like he was trying to uh, portray himself like a firefighter or a hero. Uh, it was actually more of a mock of that. You know, he's like such a hero that he photoshops babies and teddy it's bears. It's like a and... pixelated teddy bear. Yeah. Cartoon yeah. teddy like, bear. Yeah. It's something that I could do, and I don't even use photoshops. It wasn't like a professional job. So so we do that instead of just being like, here's a picture where I look really awesome and look really cool. It Maybe don't take yourself too seriously because not many guys are doing that, but everybody's like, here's me with my shirt off. Here's me on a motorcycle with a helmet off, trying to be a tough guy, like try hard stuff versus here's my personality. They're trying to showcase something that's not necessarily just personality. Yeah, yeah. and that's exactly what you want to do is showcase the personality. And I know that, Byron, you know, you might want to comment on this too. You've had a lot of success with uh, showcasing your personality through your pictures. I actually, uh, yeah, I used not even Photoshop. I used paint, like the most basic piece of shit picture thing you could do. And for anybody who's been on Tinder, you know that tigers are everywhere. Like every 10th person, someone's next to a tiger. So I found this just awesome tiger picture online and I like did a really shitty job of cutting myself out of a picture and just like plopped myself on it, you know, and I put like ladies love tigers in my profile. There's a whole Tumblr on that. It's uh, Tinder girls with tigers. They're oh. everywhere. So I've got one like that. I've got like in one of my Halloween costumes and like I have one of me like, you know, one of those in the air jumping pictures, just stupid. Do something. You just have to have some sort of fun. Show your personality, you know, don't be a selfie guy. Because otherwise, there's so many guys doing the selfie thing. You'd have to look like that. Remember that guy who got arrested and his mugshot looked like a model, except he had a bunch of face tats? Yeah, you don't, you'd have to look like that guy to stand out on Tinder. Or you can just be goofy and, you know, be swimming with, you know, a goofy picture or Photoshop-y or something mildly creative and unique. Because 
Basically, you're trying to get somebody to stop for a nanosecond and go, eh, okay. That's all you're trying to do. The bar is not high. You're not trying to get them to go, mm, dreamy eyes or whatever. They're just like, boom, yes versus the no pile. That's the only goal with the first picture. Yeah, yeah. you're just trying to grab their attention at first. I mean, that's really about it. Girls are very analytical. Once they like your first picture, they'll start to read and look into your profile a little bit more. Yeah, and you can put that picture of like, you know, just a normal picture of you smiling. You can put that later, like have it in there so they actually know what you look like. But at that first picture that you got to pull them in and then once they click, then you got them and then they'll take a look and they'll see, you know, oh, hey, here's what this guy looks like. But you just got to you got to be fun at first. You know, you got to come out, you know, different than everybody else. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because it seems like there's plenty of first dates here and maybe a lot of them don't go anywhere because, of course, the whole thing is based on like a little bit of personality banter in that first picture. But you can get a crap ton of first date experience especially if you're coming off of a divorce, coming off of a relationship, or you're young and you don't have that much dating experience. This is like the first date boot camp training, you know, assembly line, right? Yeah, it's great for getting back on the horse or great just for adding more options. Even if you're an experienced dater, it's great for that too. And, you know, as Byron said, uh, you can you can line up for 12 dates in eight days. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that was yeah. your first try. I mean, I bet you... If you've really systemized this, you can do two or three dates a day. You'd hate yourself and your life at the oh, end, yeah. but, but you could do it. It is physically well, the, possible. The thing is, too, I was just out of the, the boot camp and I listened to the podcast. So I was like trying to implement all these things that I'm learning. So th this to me was like I'm using like this potentially endless stream of women to practice, you know, my bantering skills, my body language. And so for me, like that's what I was doing. I was going out there and it was it was perfect, like I've got it down now. It's just so many of them. And I'd go in with like, hey, tonight I'm going to work on my vocal tonality or all these like toolbox episodes I was going through and then applying them to my dates. And it, it did wonders for me. Like it helped so much. That's awesome to like systematically go into a date and be like, okay, I'm going to like work on this thing and see what happens. Like that's a great way to uh, learn this stuff. Yeah. All right. Back to the show. Right, so you could listen to the toolbox and be like, I'm going to work on body language, and then the whole date, you're focused on that. You might come across a little weird because you're in your head, but you might be like, cool, got the body language down, or oh, I'm going to see how far I can push banter. So you meet up with them, and she's like, this guy's a goofball, not a match for me. But meanwhile, you just did an hour and a half of banter training, and the next date you go on, you can calibrate that much better. It's not about, you know, I went on plenty of dates where, like, it wasn't about them, it was about me. And if they were cool, then I'd calibrate whatever. But, you know, some of them are kind of duds, and I just, you know, I would banter for, you know, however long we're there. It's just horrible conversation, but I was doing awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, because you, you had a different goal than she did. She's like, yeah, yeah. I want to get to know him and see if he's a match. And you're like, I don't care about any of that. I just want to goof around and see how far I can take it. So we stand out with pictures of us having fun doing cool things, f funny photoshops or whatever. What other ideas do we have for guys? What's the general rule? Is it like, do we have a rule for the photos? How does it work? Uh, generally, I mean, if you have five or six good ones, you're okay. You don't want to have like one or two pictures because that doesn't give full idea of who you are. So you want to have like a good amount, which you can either go to the max or have, I think, five. Bottom line is, you want to give her enough to kind of see a complete picture of you. Wes won't give her an idea of that, and she won't be able to connect with you either. That makes a lot of sense, because otherwise, there's a lot of guys that put up a ton of photos, especially if you put up the same kind of photo, like headshot, headshot from the left, headshot with you and your dog, headshot with you and your ex-girlfriend cropped out. 
headshot of you on the beach. Like, eh, not really any personality there, right? You've only got six, five or six slots to, to showcase that you want to vary it up probably quite a bit, right? Yeah, it's a match with your personality. And, you know, I'm very into like having a good time and partying. So that's the photos I put up because that's also what I'm looking for. I don't want to go to the museum on a Sunday morning. I want to like go to a pool party or like go get some, uh, you know, bottomless drinks or somewhere. So that's kind of where my take on that is, is where you want to have pictures that are in line with your lifestyle. So you're attracting the girls that would fit into that lifestyle. Right. So I would actually need a picture of me saving a baby from a burning building because I do that on the weekend. Yeah, that's a regular <laughs> thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Good. And what about the profile? I mean, what do we write in there? Does it have to be really cool prose? Does it have to be written in iambic pentameter? What's the trick to writing the profile? Typically go with haiku. Haiku? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> I know on, on like Match and OkCupid, I mean, you can scroll until... They had to put limits on those things because people would just write a book and I get sick. I don't even read those because I was like, ugh, there's so much here. Yeah, like don't need to know everything about you before we meet. Just want to see what you look like. I'm a dude. That's how it works anyways. One thing I will say that guys shouldn't do is a lot of girls put their Instagram account because they want more followers or whatever. They just put their Instagram account on there. I don't recommend guys put their Instagram account on there because most of the time our pics are just like, oh, here's this cool beer I'm drinking. Oh, here's this taco I'm eating. It's not very well curated, if you know what I mean. So, yes. uh, and because it's not curated, it's kind of like giving off a wrong impression. So I would recommend not putting your Instagram account on there and like just save it for when you guys are like actually dating or friends. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, what you're doing with Tinder is essentially controlling your first impression. With Instagram, it's just like your Facebook. There's too much information in there. It's unfiltered. You're just trying to get a first date. You don't need them to know like what your college graduation party looked like and what your last vacation was in graphic format. Yeah, exactly. Byron will have some insight on this too, but I think just keeping it short and brief is I have a banner line on there and that was about it because usually when she likes me, it's more to do with the pictures and who I'm representing than it has to do with my profile description. And and then we would just, when the messaging thing would open up, we would just banter about our mutual interests. Usually, I, it's been my experience that the girls that like me, we have about five to ten things in common. So there's plenty of material to go off of. Okay, so keep it short, keep it brief. Maybe add some funny captions to the photos. There's taglines and stuff like that. I mean, are we trying to be creative there? It, where, where do we stop? Like, is there such thing as too goofy? Because I guess if we're just trying to manage the first impression... This is sort of the graphic equivalent of the first, what, two minutes of your relationship? Yeah, so I, I recommend starting with something funny that would be, you know, eye-catching. So mine for a while was, I'm a proud owner of a full set of teeth. You nice. know, like being fun and goofy about it. I usually add like the big smiley face uh, next to it. Byron, uh, what's your take on this? I know that you had, at least for a while, would have like comments or references relating to the pictures. Yeah, I was trying to like wrap my banter into my profile, like still keeping it short and sweet. But like, you know, if they responded first or if the conversation got dull, I wanted to put that in there. So there was some, you know, to, to go off of. So like I had this picture of like me in the air and like this this ninja kick pose. And so I put ninja training camp, you know, 93 or whatever on there. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I had that tiger picture, you know, ladies love tigers or whatever. So, and so it's something that just... You look at the picture, they think, oh, that's funny. They look at the, the text and then like, I'd always get a message like, oh, so Ninja Training Camp, I didn't see you there. Was that the point? You know, you'd always get something 
back and they'd start the banter for you based on what you wrote in your profile. I think that's a great way to do it either, you know, captioning or like what I have now is I just have a, like a little short list of interests, like volleyball, teacher, whatever, shark wrestler. One of those is a lie, smiley face, and then that's it, you know. And then so they'll try and like, oh, are you really a midget or are you really a shark wrestler or whatever they say, you know. Perfect. Okay, so that gives them like stuff to feed off of, some talking points. Then they take care of it for you. It just works, you know. They work into your banter, and you end up having just fun conversations about whatever you wrote down, you know. So you sure. control that. Okay, and so do you start conversations with them at that point at which they match you, or do you kind of wait for them? How does that work? I hardly ever have girls message me first. And of all my girlfriends who are on Tinder, I have most of them are like adamant. I will not message a guy. So it normally comes down to, you know, you see that match. You got to say something. You got to open up with something fun and or funny. And you, you got to get them engaged and want to message you back. Because if you wait, you know, it's almost the same as like being out of the bar. It's kind of up to a guy to do the approach and, you know, to, to go say hi and throw yourself out there. And they kind of carry that over to the app, too. You know, they want you to come after them and they want you to open up. So just basically the same thing as in real life. And and aren't most guys sending messages first? And what kind of messages are they? How do we stand out that way? Um, yeah. So a lot of girls receive the same kind of message. A lot of guys just simply say, hi, hey, how are you? How's your day? And even worse, DTF, which is, you know, down to fuck. Um, <laughs> not recommended. A lot of guys get tripped up what to say. And so it usually comes out as something boring and you have to think about it from her perspective. If she's attractive, she's going to get hit up a lot, especially when she swipes right and likes other guys too. She's having to deal with a lot of these boring messages and it's a nice breath of fresh air for her when she has a guy that has a sense of humor that can make her laugh. Other than confidence, the second thing that the top rated thing that girls are looking for is a sense of humor. So when you open up a sense of humor and you show that your personality is fun and playful, then you're going to set yourself up uh, right away. Perfect. Okay. And so we're not texting them DTF and we're not waiting for them to hit us up because they're getting inundated, right? So there's no reason for them to try to start a conversation with us. Just any, any anything fun, you know, like actually Justin taught me this one at the boot camp. The uh, You know, you had me at, xyz uh, to pick something from their profile you know you had me at smoothies and beer and whatever you know you can add like a let's get married smiley face at the end just something stupid you know that they're like oh that's ridiculous and i'll kind of message back and just have fun with it you know that's all you're looking for okay so the purpose of that is getting them into light banter and then what like where am i taking this am i just witty conversation back and forth or is there something bigger that we're gunning for yeah, for messaging, you want to keep it fun and playful in the beginning. And so it does you a really good service to be playful with her, role play a little bit, and show her that you do have that fun side. Eventually, you want to move the conversation forward, which is, you know, grabbing her number and things like that. But on the very first get-go, just about being fun and playful. After you guys can vibe on the banter, then you can feel comfortable about moving it forward. Usually, it's qualifying uh, in a way of something to along the lines of, hey, you know what, you're pretty cool. Um, here's my number. I do the qualifying in reverse of what we do in real life because when you qualify her, letting her know that she's cool and that you think she's cool enough for you to give her your number, it actually works in your favor because now the pressure isn't on her so much, you know, because you're like, hey, listen, I think you're cool. Here's my number, which is signaling, hey, listen, I want to get off this dating site and eventually meet up. 
So it's really easy to grab a number. You just, instead of asking for it, you just make a statement and drop your number. If she likes you, what ends up happening is she'll either text you back on your phone or she might continue the texting through the through the app. But ultimately, once you guys handle logistics and set up a date and things like that, um, you'll get her number pretty easily. But I've had a lot of success with saying, hey, you're pretty cool. Here's my number um, and kind of putting the ball on her court. And then she can basically decide what to do with it because I've already said, listen, I'm ready to move on and take this conversation forward. Just to be super clear, we're giving her our number because it's essentially allowing her to to take the next step in that area. Whereas usually in real life, we would get the number because we know that follow-up is going to be in our court. Here, it's actually a signal of interest that she's actually serious about this and not just dicking around on Tinder, wasting your time. If you haven't set up a date already, you have to sort of draw a line and say, listen, I think you're cool. Here's my number. And the reason why this works on online dating is because uh, she's getting asked for a number all the time. And when you ask her for her number in that way, hey, can I have your number? It really kind of does a couple things. One, it gives her the opportunity to say no. And two, it kind of puts you in a weaker position. I feel that when you're saying, hey, you're pretty cool. Here's my number. You're saying, listen, I think you're cool. And I'm ready to move this forward. And I think it's a very high value way of showing interest on your part, wanting to move the conversation forward. Yeah. So what about sexual banter and stuff? Because I know a lot of guys are like, yeah, you can really turn off the heat on Tinder. And, you know, there's it's kind of anonymous. So you've got that going for you. Should we be doing that before we start up? Or how does that where does that fit in? Uh, A lot of guys assume that girls uh, are sexually attracted in the same way that we are. You know, if we see like some yoga pants, we're like, it's like a freaking laser beam for a cat, right? Like we're just like, get all riled up about it. But for girls, uh, while looks to some degree are important, they get more sexually aroused by like a story or by a scenario. In other words, for them, it's a lot more mental. So it's a lot more like buildup and they're not just, they don't look at a guy and be like, oh my God, like, damn, those pants look good. I want to bone him. To them, it's it's more or less they, they look at a guy and they're like, oh, he looks like he could like have good children. He looks like he could be a, a, a protector. He looks like somebody I would want to marry. So they get turned on more or less by that, that sort of line of thinking than just being like, damn, that ass looks good in those jeans. Because I feel like, like you guys sort of touched on, if you've done a lot of sexual banter and then you're like, hey, let's meet up. She's like, no, you just want to bang. Yeah, and you're also setting the wrong impression. Whenever you escalate, you always want to do that in person. It's always going to land better, and it's, you're not really doing yourself any service by laying out, to borrow a poker term, to lay out all your cards on the table. Or if she gets any sort of hint that you just want to bone her and she's not into that, then you just lost an opportunity, whereas you could have built, built comfort around the idea of sleeping with you, you know, through banter, being playful, maybe even dropping a small innuendo, but nothing serious until, in terms of serious escalation, until like you're in person and you guys are having a good time and are out together. I mean, it's like, wouldn't you rather escalate in person where you could, you know, make out with her, maybe go to like, I don't know, second, third base, take her home, whatever, than try and like do something over text. It just doesn't make sense to me. I know I've got like an adamant rule. I don't do sexual anything over Tinder or messaging before I meet him because I'm damn near guaranteed, you know, they get that idea like, oh, it's it's an expectation. They've already got this, you know, it's built up. It's this, You're meeting this guy for the first time you've never met it's a little stressful for him. And, oh, he has this expectation of, you know, I'm going to have sex with them or whatever. And every time it's ever happened, and they've been for it too, like they go back and forth in sexual banter and then they end up flaking or just like they stop talking to you. I might throw out like a that's what she said or some sort of light thing. And then like I'll send a picture, you know, of like, like, hey, I make sexual jokes, whatever, deal with it, you know, 
and and that's about it. Otherwise, they, they they just get too built up, and it never ever works out. I can see where that would be a giant red flag for anybody, and so you definitely want to stay away from that. Okay, that's good to know because I feel like a lot of guys go in that direction, or they stay in the whole let's banter for three days, and the girl's like just dies off because she's like, ah, hey, he's never going to pull the trigger. How quickly do we pull the trigger on trying to meet up? How do we know when it's time to be like, hey, call me or whatever? My experience on this is uh, you can kind of do it in a couple ways. You plant a little seed, actually. So you connect on interests, like things that you like. So for me, I always connect on like music with girls because music's a big part of my life. So if she likes music and I like music, then great, we have something to connect on. And so I might plan a seed of like, oh, hey, we're totally going to go do this event like way in the future. I'm planning the idea that we're going to hang out. And then in between that, because a lot of the music events I like are kind of few and far between, I'll actually set up a first date where we go get happy hour just to see for me it's to see if, okay, can I actually hang with her? Because I don't want to go to this big event, spend a bunch of money uh, with somebody that I hardly even know. So for me, it's planting the seed that we're going to hang out uh, very casually and then make the plans through the phone, whether it's texting or calling her, uh, which are a couple different ways of, of doing that. Okay. So, so far the structure is like banter, 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 qualify, connect on mutual interests, set up date, grab number or send number. Like don't make it too, too big. Um, a lot of girls in my experience, like they try and build that comfort beforehand. They want to have comfort before they meet you, you know? And, and so they'll try and like drag out these like long texting conversations and it's like you don't know each other, you know? Right, you're talking and about so life goals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you get to talk about how many children you want one day, you've gone too far, turn back. <laughs> Just keep it, you don't keep it too short. You want to have an end goal, you know, like banter, send a few messages and then, you know, move on. Don't get sucked into like the, oh, hey, what do you do for work? What's your favorite color? What do you like? You know, yes, you want to respond they- to those. You want to save rapport and rapport type questions when you're in person because that's when she's actually going to connect with you. So it's different on connecting on like interests. Like, what do you like to do? Oh, I like to go hiking, surfing. I like to do volleyball. I like to play music. I like to go to music events. That's fine. Those are light interests. That's how she gets an idea of who you are. But when you get into like, what do you do for work or like, or anything along those lines, or even when you're like, what are you passionate about? Like, if you talk about that over text, then you don't really have much to talk about when you're in person, do you? So save rapport type, like medium to heavy type of rapport for when you're actually in person. Um, you can connect on mutual interest because that's how people connect and bond. She wants to feel connected with you and she wants to feel safe about making a decision to meet up with you. So connecting on like light, light rapport topics such as hobbies, music, and interests um, are a great way to do that. One other thing that I've had success with, and Byron, maybe you can comment on this, but when I get the number and she texts me, and if we haven't set up a date already, I'll actually call her. Because at this point, we've already established that we're cool and we like each other. So when I call her, it's not such a strong move. In fact, it's a little bit stronger than texting because what happens with a phone call is I can use my banter skills and talk to her and furthermore build a connection with her. Uh, on the phone because now she can hear my vocal tonality. Now she knows what I sound like. So what I'm doing is I'm making myself less of a stranger little bit by little bit before I meet up with her. That way when I meet up with her, escalating and everything else that comes along with that is really easy because comfort has already been established. 
So one strong move I like to do is call them to set up dates if I haven't done that already. And a phone call is just five, 10 minutes, you know, real quick, simple and easy. It's not a big, long conversation. Again, you don't want to get trapped into rapport over the phone. You want to save that for in person. So I find that any type of body language that you can communicate before the date actually can help you out. So phone calls are great. I even had a time where I used Snapchat to ramp things up and uh, create some comfort beforehand because we had like a week or two. And so we ended up just like using basically all the texting map apps. We had like Tinder, we had like text messaging, we had <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> and then at some point we were Instagram friends. So when she saw me, she basically knew who I was, but we hadn't really talked about rapport. And so when we were on our date, we talked about uh, rapport and we got to connect on that level. And then I actually ended up taking her home that night uh, because of all that legwork that I'd done up front. And I think too, like that phone call is super important because you were talking about standing out from these other guys. Nobody's calling her, you know, if they get the number, they're texting. And so I'll get her number and I'll actually text her once I get it. And I'll say, okay, I'll call you later for a date, you know, kind of give her that heads up. And then I'll, and you call her and it's like, I always get comments on, oh, wow, you know, no one ever calls me. And they, it's like such a big thing for them because it's, again, you're taking on initiative, you're being the man, you know, and you're showing more of yourself up front. And it, it just seems to work very well. Yeah, not not hiding behind your phone. Exactly. She yeah. has more confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Because I think a pet peeve of girls over like 30, 35 is like, oh, he just texted me. He's being a wimp, you know, because they know you're sort of trying to stave off potential rejection by not calling them and keeping it super light. And it just shows a lack of of commitment even to the interaction in a lot of ways. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I, I think, too, a lot of guys... Um, when you set up the date, you should do it within like the same week. I know schedules are crazy, but you should really try and do it with like within, I would say the first few days of getting the number. It doesn't have to be, it's not like you get the number and be like, all right, I'm going to see you tomorrow. But you know, if you get a number on like a Monday or something, then set up the date for sometimes it'll be like Wednesday or Thursday. Cause I, well, that's me personally. I like to save my weekend nights open. So I tend to do like happy hours during the week, but really you should try and like meet up within, I would say a week. We have this, philosophy. It's strike when the iron's hot, right? So, you know, things are going well. Why would you want a cooling off period? So you don't want to come off too needy and be like, oh, great, I'll text you tomorrow. But you also want to set up the date for, uh, you know, a couple days, two to three, maybe four days later, just so you're capitalizing on that momentum and that heat. Now, when it comes to setting the date, guys always fall in the trap when they're working on these dating skills. They're always falling in the trap of, hey, what's your schedule? When you leave it up to her, for guys that are in business and guys that have been in sales, they know this. Setting up a date is like appointment setting. So what you want to do is you want to pick times and days that work for you and then give her the options. So, for example, you could be like, hey, I'm free this Wednesday or Thursday around 8. You know, what works for you? So what you're doing as a man, you're taking the leadership. You're setting the time and the date of when you want to meet up. And then you also need to pick the venue. When you leave it up to her you lose some of your, uh, I don't know what the right word is to say, but I want to say you lose some of your power. In other words, you're not coming across confidently. You're, right. you're putting the, the ball in her court. And as a man, that really shoots in the foot in terms of the attraction process. Yeah. You want to be the one setting that stuff up. Right. That It's not even just power. It's, it's literally, you're sort of signaling, I'm not really confident enough to take the lead on this one, so I'm going to let you do it. Exactly. And obviously, like if she can't make any of those times, you guys get to figure out your schedules, stop playing games. But on the the same level, you can't be like, all right, figure out when we can meet. And then it's all in her court because then she's basically 
not going to be super comfortable with that in a lot of cases. Some women are, but a lot of women are not, and they'd rather have you lead and pull the trigger. And if you won't, and she's the kind of girl that's not down for that, then you just lost. Yep, you just lost an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, when it comes to setting the date, just take the leadership, take the reins, and guide the interaction. And you'll start having a lot better first dates, and you'll start helping yourself out, you know, along with the attraction process. Excellent. So once we set the date, then what? Do we text every seven minutes, seven and a half minutes until the date? It's recommended every 60 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Each situation is going to be different. What I would say is that I think where a lot of guys fall into the trap, like they'll get a text message from her. And then because they want to like play it cool and things like that, they may not text her back for like 12 hours. And that doesn't show that you're busy. That actually just shows that you're playing a game. So if somebody's actually like legitimately busy, they might take back in like an hour or two. But if you wait like 12 hours, it pretty much shows that you're just playing a game. And let's face it, like we have our phones on our, on each other all the time. So unless you're like in like a mining sort of job, like chances are you could probably answer your text message, you know. And so what I would say is be in line with who you are. If you're busy, you're busy and get to the message when you get to them. But don't play games. Don't purposely wait like a day or two because then you're not utilizing the rule, which is strike when the iron's hot. And with that, too, I think one of the big things and I I know you're big on this, too, Justin, is I love picture texting and it comes in. So much handy here. Like you just, I have all these fun pictures on my phone or like just stupid things you send them. And that way it's, you're bantering, you're entertaining them. And it's not like the, oh, hey, how's your day going? Because that right there can kill your whole fun vibe, like in an instant, you know, like if you just start that boring conversation, then that fun guy is gone. Be bantering and still, and still keep up the fun until that date comes. That is such a good point because I would use Snapchat or you can use any drawing app on your phone, but I would use Snapchat a lot because that has the drawing thing. And so what I would do is like, I'm eating lunch, right? So I might like, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound really funny because it's out of context, but I'm like eating lunch and I might like just snap like a selfie and then draw like some like little devil horns on me or something if I'm eating like something like bad. Um, or, you know, if I'm like out having a drink with some friends, you know, I might like snap like a little picture and, um, you know, might do like a hashtag or something like that. But the the point, going back to Byron's point, it's about you can use pictures to have that fun banter vibe and it gives you things to talk about other than like, hey, how's your day? Oh, how's work? Because that's all boring and no one really wants to talk about that. And I think too, just be careful. Like, you know, you do want to strike when the iron's hot. You do want to text. But like, you know, I've had times where I can't set up a date till like a week or a week and a half then. Don't feel like you have to text all the time, you know, like, you want to set it up, be fun, then don't like, oh, I have to text her again today. You know, like, don't force it. Let it feel natural, you know, and, and send it every couple of days if you want. Just say something fun, a little quick, like banter and be done. You know, you don't always have to make a conversation with it because that's something I find, you know, if your date's not coming up right away and you'll send, you know, something, they'll want to start like that conversation. Though. They're going to try and push for a rapport again. And you just got to be really careful of that because, again, that'll kill that mood. That's what they're asking for, but it's not really what they want to hear, you know. Okay, that makes sense. So what about day of? Um, so usually like when it comes to confirming, I call that confirming, like the day of you can confirm and just basically say, hey, troublemaker, looking forward to, you know, having some drinks with you tonight or something like that. Or you could do that the day before. Um, there's different ways you can do that. But at this point, if you've done your job, just day of can just be simple like, hey, tonight's gonna be a lot of fun. Hope you're looking forward to get, you know, getting kicked out of the bar. Or something fun, uh, you know, silly and playful, or maybe even like an inside joke that you've already uh, have established. But day of, you don't need a whole lot of 
texting because at this point your date should already be set up. So there's not a whole lot of point other than just ramping up the excitement. Like, hey, tonight's going to be fun. Can't wait to go kick over trash cans with you on Hollywood Boulevard. You know, something fun, light and playful with that. Yeah, today's the big day. Stay calm. Just breathe. Don't worry. We'll, we'll meet my parents later on. Don't, you know, no big deal. My grandparents are coming. Like my brother is out of town. It's all going to be good. Perfect. Do you want a house hunt tonight or do you just want to have dinner? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Pick out a vacation. Excellent. Um, and then, of course, after that point, the rest of the toolbox kind of kicks in with the body language, nonverbal communications uh, as well. We've already been using the banter, eye contact, touch, vocal tonality, all that stuff from the Art of Charm toolbox kicks in now that you've met up in person. Absolutely. As an AOC alumni, I can tell you guys that like it's super helpful to keep those things in mind. Um, if you're working on you know anything from those toolbox episodes, just have a goal go in. Don't try and like take all these different things and put them in the one. Just take one goal and work on it. Or like if you know texting messaging is super important in here. The textbook, the AOC textbook, helped me out a lot. Like I bought that after my first week of tendering because I realized that I sucked. <laughs> I started just throwing that stuff in there, and uh, it's gold. It, like it, it's it's crazy how much it helps. It's such a huge part of this. Excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because. Obviously, we can be like, and all of our other things help. But obviously, having the skills from the boot camp, having the skills from the textbook, et cetera, will help you really clean up with Tinder. And of course, we've got our free Tinder book that we're giving away to everyone at theartofcharm.com slash Tinder. You guys go there, just throw your email in there. We'll send you the Tinder ebook. It's short and sweet, but it outlines all this systematically. And there's examples and things like that for you guys to really take off with. So it's, it's kind of a no brainer. Thanks for your help, guys. I'm glad that the hundreds of Tinder dates you guys have gone on in the past few months has finally paid off for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Paid it forward. Exactly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Later. Thanks. Solid show as usual, if I do say so myself. Show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Bootcamp details, that's our live training at theartofcharm.com. And that's also where you can find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss anything. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's it. You guys can also help us if you subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher. Give us a five-star rating and write something nice. We'll love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash The Art of Charm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily and get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing training from us. So tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. So have a great week, go out there and get social, and leave everything better than you found it. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and everything for the extraordinary man at theartofcharmpodcast.com.